0: Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quiet speculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news
1: site. It's too bad we can't have swearing in our show titles because Uncap the Ass Hat would be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Popper to the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. This is normally where you go, hey guys, let's start the show. Yeah, well, Chris, go for it. Last show. I just made the notes. Alright, alright. Alright, alright. This is Popular to the People, episode 124. My name is Chris, and with me is Nate. Hello. Peter. Hello. And Chris Weaver. Hi, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> so this is it, guys. Yep.
0: Chris is this leaving is us.
1: Cue. cue the somber piano music, Your right? Your sunset show.
2: I was to say, Chris, can you... That's like your last recording thing. Can you like fit in the sad song at the end of like the original Hulk? Like, he's like hi- hitchhiking, walking away here.
1: Oh God, can I do that? Yes, I can totally can do that. that. That would be perfect.
3: Then after after you play the music, you input a picture of Chris walking away and putting his middle finger up.
1: All you have to do is all you have to do is type "sad Hulk outro" "sad Hulk outro" into Google, and you're there. Yes,
2: <laughs> you know, put up like a, your profile picture, whatever you want to go with, and then year to year, let's make this dramatic.
0: what we should do is just uh copy a picture of like chris's eyes over like the atog face you know the big smiling (laughs) atog
1: well we should we should clarify a couple of things because apparently from what um most of the listeners have said and from you know having talked with with the rest of the guys it's not like i'm vanishing off the face of the earth from doing the show so we kind of came up with what my rule is going to be since the main issue has been um getting matches in and getting the time in to do stuff from week to week. We covered it last week. Um, so primarily what my role is going to be going forward is do handling a lot of the administrative type of stuff, um, the marketing. Um, f- so for instance, any sort of sponsorships, um, graphic design, I'm working on a new t-shirt idea. So, so I'll be the one who still heads that stuff up just because I've got a lot of the experience with it. And then, They have graciously, and my wife has graciously said, uh, "Why don't you just come on once a month?" That type of thing. So you know that will be in flux with you know how schedules work. But I would like to, I'd like to see if it was okay with you guys if I just kind of kept it to a once a month thing. That's
3: fine.
1: Hey, as long as you're still our
3: boss,
2: man, I don't give two shits. You're welcome anytime. Okay, so Peter's afraid of my chaos. If
1: if if I wasn't your boss, then what would you say to that? Fuck off. Okay. Really? No. <laughs> Cue the sad music now. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> so basically, so basically, that's it. You know, like I said when I announced it, I wasn't planning on vanishing off the face of Earth, and this is kind of hammering down what is going to be doable and what isn't going to be doable. And I think that with a month's amount of time, I could be able to produce. Enough matches. Basically, it's I'm going to have to go from playing what I used to play in a week. I'm probably going to get to play in a month now. So that's what that's what my new goal is. Okay. So. And then Nate, did you want to handle uh, the second piece of news we have here?
3: Yes. Uh, we uh, had I've been reading a lot of the things. Everyone's like, bring new plan on, bring this person on. Dotty, dotty, da. We've made our decision. We're bringing Chris Weaver on. So we're welcoming him to our team. Welcome thank you
0: welcome thank you
3: um so yeah we made our decision and that's what we're doing
2: who knows maybe
1: Nate will be a lot
2: more nice with the probation period i just got updated a full member
3: status just what was it two
0: weeks ago
1: yeah <laughs> so you listened even though you weren't on you listened that was good
0: <laughs> yeah it's really cool i don't know what i'm gonna listen to now though because like it used to be like, "All right, sweet, it's Tuesday. I get to listen to Pop of the people." But now I'm gonna be like, "Well, now I'm on. What am I gonna listen to?"
1: Well, do you play video games?
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but only if your video game podcast covers Final Fantasy.
1: Oh, like Final Fantasy Online?
0: No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Online. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm not
0: swear on the line
1: this is the last episode I have to edit it so I can see they're all going to go for broke with the f-bombs oh you damn well (laughs) right we are (laughs) yeah that was a um that was kind of like well crap that's one less day I have to listen to podcasts at work now that I'm doing my own so but we find ways to adjust so but I mean Chris I know I for one I know these guys too as well we really appreciate you stepping up and Trading in trading in for a newer model, Chris, I think is is for the benefit of the show.
0: Yeah, and I know I get a lot more time to play than you do, so Yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome. Cool. All right. We had um we did a little trial run where we had Nate uh compile the show notes for this week. So oh, and so far we're on we're on point three. I've only seen two spelling errors, so I think we're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: probably because your mind shut down after you say the physical. Note. Don't even want to look any further. We're just going to pretend <laughs> yeah. the rest of it's good.
0: They just did. Just for the listeners, we're going to call it monstrosity now when we're talking Mostrocity.
1: about monstrosity. Yeah.
0: Monstrosity. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, I wrote the notes on vacation, so. Oh, so you're That's
2: saying that the show isn't important enough to you that you couldn't take time out of your vacation to provide us with a decent set of show notes?
1: <sighs> Most us. Ostr- Ostr- See, I can't even <laughs> most I can't even say it wrong correctly. Most, so. Mostrocity. Mostrocity. Mo
2: is like M O E and then strocity.
1: Yeah. yeah. so we have a show title.
0: Mostrocity.
3: Sure.
1: Mostrocity. See, I'm, I'm already <laughs> contributing something to the team here. There we <laughs> go. It's appreciated.
3: So, what do we got in news?
1: You're the one who wrote the show notes.
3: We got Greystone's article, which is called "The Snakes on a Plane." Um, as usual, Greystone makes a very, very lengthy article, but it was very well written. He talked about basically this article really goes over the Hexproof Aras deck and how he didn't like he, the the alternative because the um. What is it? The the mask of the ancients is really really expensive.
2: Ancestral mask.
3: Yeah, yeah ancestral mask is really expensive. So he was going over finding uh, other cards that could fit that and be useful, being that that card is expensive. And he literally went through every single green common enchantment there was to find the right card. And uh, he talked about he he weighed each one. He he, like looked at every single one and explained why it would be good, why it wouldn't be good, and he went on the deciding factor, which I'm not going to tell anyone because
0: I want people to read it.
1: He's never seen the movie Snakes on a Plane though, so yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, what what card can you think of that would be Snakes on a Plane or related to enchantments? Yeah,
3: hmm. but no, uh, he. It's interesting. The article was really really good. I I, I was reading it well. Hanging out, hanging out after the kids went to bed when I was on vacation. It was a pretty good article, I have to say. I really liked it. Um,
0: yeah, Gray- Graystone's a really good writer, and he's very committed to his cause when he does write articles. Yeah,
1: so I just, he's he's one of the guys. When I mentioned, <laughs> I'm either gonna make him feel, I don't want to make him feel guilty, and I don't want to make him blush. When I was talking about leaving, because some of the people who had approached me and said, "Hey, I got into Popper because of the show." He's one of them, and now he's writing stuff like this, and it's like, yeah, the students have become the masters in some ways. <laughs> when I read stuff like this, it's like, yeah. So, I think it's really cool to see. And yeah, you're right. He's a he's a great writer, and it's nice to see someone approaching kind of the a little more casual aspect of, of competitive with this type of thing, and you know, who's willing to play with stuff that everyone kind of knows may be suboptimal just to see how – just to have something to report on as to why it doesn't work or why this option doesn't get used anymore, that type of stuff. I always find those types of articles really interesting.
3: Yeah. yeah. It was – I don't know. It was a pretty good article. It was, it was a lot because I was sitting – I mean, I'm pretty good at reading, but even reading some of the – reading some of it where you went into detail, it's like, whoa, this is a lot to uh, – take in, <laughs> yeah. you know. But that was a pretty good article, I thought. Then uh, we have this other article by Dominic Martz. It's called Introducing Project X. Um, I actually had experience with this because I was so interested in the combo he came up with with this deck that I actually spent a good three to four hours because I couldn't fall asleep after, after everyone went to bed. At the hotel, actually trying to play around with deck ideas with this combo. And uh, it was really, really frustrating because I always came close but never close enough to actually pulling it off. Because after your opponents realize what you're doing, they just they just constantly knock one of the three combo pieces away. Uh, basically, the deck, just to skim over this article quick... He gave a combo such as a uh, Carrion Feeder, which is a uh, Carrion Feeder can't, can't block, and he you sacrificed the creature and put a 1-1 counter on Carrion Feeder. Well, he found take takes Hold Elite, which has Persist, and Sack it to that. Let it die, Persist, it comes back to Neg-1, one, Neg-1. One. But if you have Ivy Lane Denizen in play, it adds a plus-1, one, plus-1. One. So when the Safehold Hold Elite comes into play, you're also giving the, the, the safe Hold a plus-1, one, plus-1 one counter, which cancels out the Neg-1, one, Neg-1. One. Which gives you an infinite sacrifice creature that just dies and comes back, dies and comes back. Um, it sounds really, really cool, and it's really, it's, it's really cool. But when you're actually trying to do it in a deck, it's really hard because one, the Carrion Feeder has a hard time getting through, as I found out. And two, when, every time you get close, your opponent just takes one of them away. So it's really hard trying to get a deck that can take your opponent's creatures out, find your combo, as well as protect your creatures. It it it's trying to do a lot with sixty cards.
0: Yeah, I shared a link with you guys of uh, another similar type of a combo idea, which is the uh, Midnight presence Guard. Presence of Gond. One. Yeah, Midnight Guard. Presence of Gond. The problem is like yeah. with any of these combo decks that are decks that are based on creatures, every deck is running away to instantly get rid of a creature. So it's uh, the problem is just assembling the combo and protecting it. So this is a three-piece combo. I like the presence yeah. combo a lot, a lot too, though, because it's only a two-piece combo. You just need the midnight guard and the presence of Gond, and yeah. you can protect if you can protect the midnight guard and land the presence of Gond, you just win.
3: Yeah.
2: i just saying even with the presence of Gond deck, even if you don't stick, if you have an extra presence of Gond, you can still stick it in another creature and just start producing bodies to keep yourself alive if you need to too, with it.
0: So
3: in that sense, it's a lot more resilient. Yeah, I remember. I I remember playing that deck at our popper tournament we did in paper. That was fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I built a deck. Uh, one of the first few popper decks that I tested. I built a. It was a green white like a soul mix between soul sisters and presence of and uh the midnight gaunt. Combo. It was pretty solid because it worked on both the soul sisters front and the presence of god front. Uh, you know, you could beat them down with a whole ton of creatures. Like it had like sprout swarms and stuff. And uh, and then if you if you landed the midnight gond presence combo, the midnight guard presence combo, then you just won too. So
3: you can make you put yourself out of reach of being killed.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was sort of the point was to make sure yeah. you answer the slower decks and overrun, yeah. or answer the faster decks and uh, overrun the slower decks. Yeah.
3: But yeah, it was interesting. I tried building the deck. It's really, really hard. I would love as one of the listeners to find out how to make it work because I'd love to try it out. Everything I tried just failed. I'd I'd get so close, but yet, so far.
0: (laughs) It's a shame
2: red Redcap, you know, isn't a creature online or legal for us.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's
2: just Dirty. Sorry, I love that guy.
1: <laughs> uh, While we're at it, Bloodbraid Elf, come on.
2: Yeah, I think this one's an easier stretch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bloodbraid Elf is two colors. Two colors doesn't work in Popper.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> That's why you make it common, because it doesn't work. <laughs> and then someone breaks it, and we'll just ban all the other cards instead.
3: Yeah,
2: Multicolored cards are now banned in Popper. Why?
3: Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: Way to go, Chris! Oh, yeah, it like was a
3: But God. it was a pretty good article. All in all, it was a really good article. I, I, I like seeing decks seeing articles like this where people are like, "Hey, what if we tried this?" You know, it's just kind of interesting to me.
1: Yeah, similar to similar to Graystone's thing. It's it's one thing to have, and we we have we have a lot of good writers who do the. Um, Deck text on the established decks and, and we have builders who do the deck texts that, you know, win the dailies and stuff like that. But I like to see this other side of the, of the equation as well. And I like to see the, yeah, this is wacky. This is weird. Um, in the state it's in right now, it doesn't work, but this is what I was trying to do and, and this is how it works. I think that there's a lot for potential brewers to, to gain from reading those types of articles just as much as an article as, as to why cloud post works.
0: Yeah. Or something like that.
3: So. Yeah, it's just an interesting article for listeners to take in and look check out.
0: So the question I have here is with this project deck, why isn't it running Tortured Existence?
3: I don't know. I, I thought about it, but I when I was building my decks I thought about playing Tortured Existence, but at the same time I thought maybe that was too trying to be every other type, every other graveyard shenanigan deck that's out there.
0: Yeah, it just it's gonna be. It would be much easier to find your combo pieces and delay with the tortured existence package. I think.
3: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, it, it probably would. But like I said, the F, I think I was thinking way too far out of the box.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: like I was on the realm of undiscovered where it probably probably shouldn't have gone. <laughs> so.
1: I'm looking in the comments, and it looks like no one's asked that question yet. So. um... That might be worth asking. You know, it could just be one of those things that's like, yo, crap, I never thought of that. Yeah. We have enough cards that that happens frequently.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what else did we tell? What else is on here? Oh, yeah. The, uh, this is kind of cool. Um, speaking of rogue decks, Jason's article, he does an article there. They are doing, they're announcing the. Popper Brewers championship for September uh, the, all this month you can uh, anyone can do this by following the following how to do it below here how to set it up but uh, they they're looking for decks that people are brewing up that aren't any of the any of the uh, regular classic popper decks and uh, trying to 4 0 a brew and keeping it up there and I guess they're keeping track of the stats. Or they're keeping track of the four O's and three ones, and people are getting points for it. And at the end, they're going to award prizes to people who, like, first through fourth or something like that, whoever they plan on doing it. But they're looking yeah. for original deck ideas, stuff that hasn't been done before.
0: Yeah, what's cool about this is uh, it's actually going to encourage a lot of the casual brewers to take a dive into the dailies. Right, a lot, of the, mm-hmm. a lot of these people are brewing pretty sweet looking decks, like, uh, you know, Suicide White or whatever, and not taking it to dailies. I mean, obviously JPH Snake actually took his Suicide White to Daily, but, um, yeah, he, this is cool because we get to see some, uh, people take their brews into dailies, and maybe they're more competitive than people are thinking. Yeah.
3: And this is a spot where I thought maybe after they start putting the leaderboards up, we could actually, uh, Report on it every week, possibly, once yeah. results start coming in. So. The,
1: th- the thing I like about this is that even if you're not competing in it, there's kind of like a fantasy football slash fantasy magic aspect to this where you can start to see these original brews that you know no one's really rooted for before, and you can kind of throw your hat in behind one of them and just start rooting for the deck that you want to see win. Yeah. Which is, as someone who can't play dailies just because of my schedule, and someone who does play fantasy football because I'm a nerd, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, that that seems really cool to me. I think it would almost be kind of fun to see if you could get a little thing going on on the side where it's like, you know, just root for the deck that you want to see win it.
3: So, all the directions on how to go about doing that are set up down there.
1: Yeah, and we'll have the uh, links in the show notes.
3: Uh, but it, it looks interesting.
1: Yeah. So. so, the next one is one that I submitted to the news, so I'll go ahead and, and handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... We've got a lot of in-depth articles here, so I figured what's one more. Yeah. Uh, this one's called An Introduction to Competitive Popper" by Justin. Um, so, and basically when... One of the first questions of it is So, you want to play Popper? You can tell you're going to be in for a wild ride. And what he's done here is he's outlined basically, it's got the article so long, it's got a table of contents to it, guys. It's got what is Popper? It's got the variants, the restricted. You know, topic two is Popper community, topic three is deck types, topic four is tournament information, topic five is top <laughs> decks. Topic 6 is rogue decks. Topic 7 is cost of entry. Topic 8 is the metagame. Topic 9 is helpful links, including primers and deck text. And then Topic 10 is an update log and acknowledgement. So, regardless of whether you're a new player or an established player and you're wanting kind of a back to basics approach that's kind of all encompassing, you know, I've, I've taken, I've gone ahead and read this article and it's just full. Full of information. No kidding. Holy crap.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. This, so, this deck is insane. This, this article is insane. It's a very, very good article. And uh, Justin really brought it to, you know, this is really like super quality writing.
1: Yeah. And it, exactly. It's, it's very well written. Um, he, he hit up a bunch of uh, personalities in the popper format for, for advice for new players. And, and for, you know, just that type of stuff. And so, and I'm quoted in it as well. And which is ironic. It was the day, this went off the day after I announced my semi retirement, I guess you could say. But that was, that was at least a month ago, I want to say. And I know he's been working on it since then. So the amount of time and effort he's put into this article alone, this isn't something that's just been thrown together. So just wanted to make, Everyone aware of it because anything you want to know—prices of decks, <laughs> alternate cards to use in decks—you want graphs, you want pie charts, you want pictures with big flashy numbers on them—it's all here. and It's—it's it's a great reference point. For, for, yeah, Jesus! Trips,
2: but. No, just looking at the costs on the decks.
0: That you went
1: through. Yeah,
2: that's
0: it. <laughs> We're all like, man, this article's cool. Wow, these decks are expensive. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I guess so.
2: Didn't know I was playing Legacy again.
0: Jesus.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, um, I just wanted to make mention of it because it's there, it's worth a read, and it's worth taking some time and digesting it properly. so. So, yeah. And, Nate, it looks like you wanted to talk about some Theros mechanics.
3: Yes, they've already...
2: In we,
1: are getting some, yes. we are getting some commons. You we're missed another center.
2: one, too, by the way.
3: Oh, you never mind, you found Bastow. Really? Brandon pointed it out to me today when I was talking to him. Um, We're at 78 to 249 spoilers for Theros. Um, and some of these are appearing in common already. Um, let's just go over them quick here. We got Bastow. Bastow, sorry, Bastow. If you cast this card for its bestow cost, basically you insert whatever the card's name is here. It's an aura spell with the enchant creature and it becomes a creature again if it's not attached to a creature. So basically it has an alternate cost to it and you can play the creature on top of another creature as an enchantment and then if the creature dies, the enchant it just doesn't go away, it just then becomes a creature. Which is kind of so you're not just
2: getting two for one basically as an enchantment, which is nice. No. Yeah. yeah,
3: you're not.
0: You are not getting two for one with these things. And they specifically designed them too, so that uh uh I don't I don't see that specifically covered here in the rules text, but um if you cast it for its bestow cost and your opponent does something like Doom Blaze, the creature that you're trying to bestow, then it's then your do your enchantment is still becomes the creature. So yeah. you can't fizzle
2: even... so then it comes back, yeah, as a creature. Basically, yeah,
3: it's kind of cool. Um, I, I believe it does show up in uh, common form too. Maybe I, I think I, I guess the one I did find was devotion.
2: Oh, you forgot to make mention of what other ability comes back finally. Chroma. Well, no, yes, <laughs> <There>. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> they're bringing back Chroma, but no, they're bringing back. Oh one. yeah, Scry.
3: All right. Scry is back. They brought Scry back, which I'm actually kind of happy with. I always liked Scry. I thought it was a fun ability. Um, yeah. Kind of sad that Magma Jet's going to be uncommon. I was hoping they'd drop it down, but you win, some, you win some, you lose some. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: so that some. Hey, all these
2: top deck shenanigans are going are coming in just as freaking Delver's leaving.
3: Yeah, there's no. Yeah, that would've <laughs> been bad if they would've done that. Like, oh, we're gonna put Scry and. Uh, and and miracle together. No, oh,
0: you don't. You don't think that was intentional?
1: Say <laughs> so it's almost like, despite everything you read on MTG, Salvation Wizards of the Coast does know what they're doing. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> they will only let people play around with those mechanics for a few weeks.
0: So the only <laughs> the only uh, common with Bestow that we have so far is uh, Cavern Lampad. Lampad. Yeah, the nymph. It's yeah, weird. which is two two Intimidate enchantment uh, for th- yeah. three and a black is the creature, and then. Bestow cost is five and a black for plus two plus two intimidate.
2: So it's uh, super expensive. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> it's expensive. common. What do you expect?
3: <laughs> then what do we got? We discussed this one already. Monstrosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, there is a common for this too. If this if this creature isn't monstrous, you put it has a number by it. It's always a monstrosity with a number. And if this creature isn't monstrous, you put the counters on it. It becomes monstrous what happens after the pre- creature becomes monstrous is beyond me at this point it
2: varies but, from creature to creature it's like yeah. when it becomes monstrous it does this and it as well as gives the plus plus one counters it's basically a one time activation thing yeah
0: yeah so, so what happens when you activate the monstrosity is uh your card or your yeah whatever your card is gains like uh like an ability monstrous yeah
2: or, in the case of the one that we have seen with monsters like the Hydra from the de- duel decks, he fights everything or something like that.
3: Yeah, so yeah. that's what that one does. It's I think that one's kind of a, I guess when it comes to abilities, I kind of like to call it. I like to think of that one as a, a baiting ability that seems good, but...
0: Oh yeah, we get that. The green asp monstrosity.
3: Yeah. So, see, it'd be interesting to see where that goes. And then we have heroic. Something happens when the creature is targeted. So basically there is a common heroic too. Um I think that one if I'm not mistaken I think that one is uh makes a token or something like that. But yeah. if you target the creature with an with an ability or something, a spell, or a spell, or ability. spell or ability, it uh it it does whatever the heroic is.
0: Yep, so. the uh a Crowan Crusader, whenever you cast a spell it targets a Crowan Crusader. Put a one one red silver creature token on with haste onto the battlefield.
3: Yeah. Does it die at the end of turn?
0: <clears throat> nope. No. It stays there. It just stays. I like it. But if you're in red, <laughs> what are you going to be targeting your creature with?
2: I don't know. Bull rush? By the way, do we still have like forty those?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I think I probably <laughs> I know I peaked the waves on that one, but that was a good one. Uh, bull <laughs> <Definitely>. rush. <laughs> Uh, yes
3: everyone, Bull Rush finally has a use. Congratulations.
1: Well I mean like it's it's standard popper, isn't like madcap skills? Yeah, that's still legal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Madcap skills is a thing. Uh then shock is also a thing in standard popper now too though. Yeah.
3: Yep.
0: So uh <sighs> I guess the other thing that's worth noting here about Theros is uh we actually have a natural double strike creature in Popper now.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. Yes. Which one is it? <laughs> Two-headed Cerberus. And it's Cerberus, not Cerberus.
3: Yeah.
1: Red-red uh, so. colorless for a Hound with double strike. One-two.
3: <laughs> so it's hitting <laughs> for two, even though it's... Scary guy right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, this it's the principle of it.
2: Yeah. Still. Red deck wins. has a new red, Madcap skill target.
0: <laughs> oh, so, yeah, like Redcap skills is insane on that dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we didn't cover deck last quest
2: might come back in standard. Yes.
3: Yeah. And then we got Devotion. It's basically Chroma with a different name. Yeah. It's, it's kind like, of You guys were at the ability
2: in our last set, right? Right? No one remembers this. Okay, let's see if we can slip it back in there.
1: <laughs> well, then they Mark Rosewater even mentioned it in his article he was like, "Yeah, I know it's basically Chroma." I basically it it is. (laughs) You can call it chroma. I mean I know we won't
2: crucify you for reusing old abilities.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think they're just trying to make it part of the set. They want it being the set was like gods and stuff. They kinda wanted to flavor it up for the theme of the set. But yeah, just call it chroma and call it good. It really doesn't matter at this point.
1: But chroma is the Greek word for color. It is.
0: (laughs) 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 Make yeah. My wow, that makes it ten it. times worse.
1: <laughs> they didn't
0: call it chroma. Yeah,
1: it's oh, funny. God.
3: But yeah, it's kind of funny. And uh, what do we got? And uh, I've I've already heard people talking about this, and I'm kind of happy about it too. Thought C's is being reprinted. So if anyone is asking why Thought C's wasn't in Modern Masters, this is why. They reprinted Thought in Theros
2: at least it's only rare so we can
3: actually get our hands on it. Yep. Yeah.
2: Exactly. That's,
0: that's a good point. It's one of the, pretty cool artwork.
3: Yeah, it's one of the first cards I want to get a, get a play set of. So, so
0: wasn't, it, yeah. uh, wasn't it wasn't its first printing uh uncommon though?
3: Nope. It was rare. Nope. It, it was rare in uh Lorwyn. It's somewhere know. in the Lorwyn block. Yeah, 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 somewhere in the Lorwyn block. It was kind of it
1: an obscure the, card. It only had the one printing in Lorwyn and it was rare. Yeah.
0: So I'm so sorry. I came back. Kinda, I came back into Magic and Dark Ascension, so yeah, that's
3: cool. So that's kind of cool that they're bringing Thoughtseize back because that's one thing that kind of disappointed me with Modern Masters. Like, where's Thoughtseize? You know,
1: while we're on the, while we're on the subject of the spoilers, I know we do our set reviews, but there's one that I kind of wanted to talk okay. to you guys about for a little bit, and that was Read the Bones. What color? Black. Yeah. It's black. It's a it's a common black. Oh, and it's,
2: the new uh, Sign and Blood, basically.
1: Yeah, but it's it's kind of different, and so it's black and too colorless for a sorcery. Scry two, and then draw two cards. You lose two life. So, my question for you guys is: Would you rather play this or Sign in Blood? This,
3: this, <laughs> this. It's yeah. What's mono? If you're if my first thought when I when I see that card is mono black rats and. Um if Mono Black Rats is played pro- if you play Mono Black Rats properly you can get off a four drop easily. It's not hard. So it's, it's a three drop anyways. Yeah, I mean sorry, three drop. But as a three drop it's it's not out of the realm of impossible to play in Mono Black Rats. Because you're hindering your opponent so bad that you're going to have longer you you're, you're going to get the turns out there before they have a chance to kill you. So you can actually play this. Which is at benefit to mono black rats. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna put put my neck out there and say hey, this could be the return of mono black rats to classic popper. But I th- think it'll help mono black rats out quite a bit.
1: So the one thing that go ahead. oh go ahead. Well the one thing that's interesting to me about it is that you can't do the old sign and blood your opponent trick with this. Yeah. Which is kind of it's kinda of cutesy, but I have had it happen often enough where that is kind of like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do that anymore.
2: The yeah. whole black shock you to death going, surprise, you're dead. Yeah. But still, all right. it, this is a more or more easily mana-flexible sign and blood, and all I have to say is it's probably a good thing Storm isn't, or at least the Grape Shot Storm isn't legal anymore, because, hell, that would easily replace it, especially since they don't need to use a whole lot of black in their deck anyways and letting them scry to what they need.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I will right. we'll say the three mana cost is pretty prohibitive in the uh Mono Black Rats deck though because they're trying to play, you know, Crypt Rats or Chittering Rats or Lily on a Spectre on turn three. So uh sometimes this may not be what they want to be doing yeah. on turn three, whereas Sign and Blood is much more flexible.
1: Yeah. It Absolutely. Is. But I think that this it's nice to have this versatility. I think and it'd be I worth trying. Yeah, I think this this is one of those that's gonna pop up somewhere, I'm sure, of it. Yeah.
0: Say the counter argument to what I just said though is uh the control deck that sees the most cards wins. Yeah. And this this is gonna let you see more cards.
3: Yeah, because I mean depending on what you play, because I'm one of those mono black players that actually I, I still play corrupt. I know it's not the card you want to play anymore, but I still play it. And uh Shame i, I hope, on you. <laughs> but uh, I could see this becoming useful. Yeah, yes, like I'm sacrificing, not being able to hit my opponent for two. But being able to go too deep and look for the Corrupt and catch my opponent off guard, why not? Why the heck not? Especially if I know I can get it out and pull that off. The
1: other, the other thing to keep in mind, too, is that this is finally a, at least at first impressions, this is a pretty usable Scry card for black. Yeah. I mean, before that, if you were trying to use Scry, a lot of people were trying to use Viscera Seer, which... is a Creature. Yeah, it was kind of subpar. And I yeah. other than that, there was Putrid Cyclops, there was Lose Hope, and then there was Fill with Fright, which were all just kind of suboptimal. This seems like it goes a long way towards helping out one of the huge inconsistencies that mono Black controlled has, where, sure, I can draw cards at the cost of my life, but with this, at least I know I can throw two I absolutely didn't need to the bottom of my library and try and go for two fresh ones. So that's that's a huge advantage. Yeah.
3: I mean, and on top of that, if you do come across a card that you do need, you get to keep it, too. And you can actually get rid of the one card you don't want and possibly draw another card you actually need besides just the one. So, it's actually not that bad. Like I was saying, it's, it's worth trying out, if anything. So, Cool. Other than that, what has everyone been playing...
1: Uh, I'll go first, because I'm usually the one who has the least amount of time, um, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately it's been, it's been next to nothing, it's been going through my collection and doing some organizing, and that's really about it.
3: Yeah, it's gotta happen sometimes, though.
1: Yep. We had the three-day weekend, I've been getting prepped for building a fence, my, um, wife and kids got me a dog. Nice! For my birthday, so... It's been, yeah, now we need, now you need to build a, <laughs> happy birthday, here's a chore. <laughs> what kind
0: of dog do you get?
1: Uh, he's a mutt. He's half Beagle and half, um, what is it, Jack Russell Terrier. Nice. Is he house um, broke so already? him. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, I had always, I had always said that if I got a dog, I'd want to get a big dog because if you go, if you want a small dog, just get a cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um. But no, he's cute and he's, he's beagle sized and he's got the beagle tail and the beagle floppy ears. He's just got some Jack Russell Terrier coloring to him and he's got the wiry hair, which is nice because I have some allergies. Uh-huh. So, and you know, the kids love him to death and it's just one of those things. So he's out at my parents, my dad's helping train him and he's got, all that space to run around in and then we just go visit him. And then hopefully next weekend I'll be able to get the fence mended properly so we can bring him home. You thought
3: about doing the invisible fencing and just calling it good? Don't yeah, trust it.
1: Our, f- our fence needs to be fixed anyway. Oh. Also, so it's one of those – our kids are getting to the age where it's like, you need to go play out in the backyard or I'm going to – Kill you. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Well, that's so sick, it's Chris.
2: deep down inside, you know, you wanted a Tibetan Mastiff.
1: <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> Nothing like a dog that weighs fifty pounds more than you do.
2: It's a dog you can ride even when you're still an adult.
1: Well, it's like one of those happy mediums for me because it's like dogs that are too little. I was always like, you know, just get a cat, or you know. Don't bother and then dogs are too big It's just like you ever seen the movie Cujo <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of wanted That happy medium between It's big enough that I don't feel like A sissy walking it around And you know I can roughhouse with it But also small enough that you know I can punt it If I need to if it goes rabid <laughs> That type of thing Yeah.
2: Insurance policy Got it
1: <laughs> I, can see so that. yeah, that's... I
0: can see that list on the like Searching for a dog on Craigslist Must be puntable
1: yeah. Well, it's like you can't you can't exactly go to the humane center, humane society, and be like, you know, yeah, sure, he's, he, you know, how far do you think I could kick it if I had to? It's one of those. They're probably you, go gonna... you
2: left it from behind, just like, nah, it's a bit more than a football weight. Go to the next one.
1: So anyway, anyway that's what I've been playing.
2: Okay. Uh, I guess I'm next. Yeah. I haven't been doing too much magic. Mostly Starcraft too, and uh plants some Smash Bros, but if I did play Magic, it was EDH. Duh. Not so much. Just playing the Horde of Notions deck. I have to say, I got a new record with my uh, Hermit
3: Druid milling seventy-one cards in a single Hermit Druid mill. Yes. Wow. I'm I'm gonna come out and say that I kind of stole one of your mechanics from the Hermit Druiding. My You're graveyard and ungrateful <laughs> bastard. My graveyard deck now only has ten basic lands in it. Week go to five. No, I'm in case state of ten. I actually need them for one of my win cons. Bull.
0: Uh, so. All right, so I guess I'm next. Um, yeah,
1: sure.
0: I have a confession. I've never ever played EDH.
1: That's <laughs> fine.
2: You're probably a better person for not.
1: I, was, I would say <laughs> you're not missing much, but I don't want to insult the people that do like it. But I tried.
0: Uh, so I played in dailies on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And Wednesday and I 0-2 or one two dropped every single one of them. Ouch. Yeah. It's pretty awful. So I'm down yeah, like the Yeah. <laughs> uh so I'm down twenty four tickets. I played uh I tried out Simic Fissure or Simic Stormpost, and then I played Delver, and then I played Stompy, and then I played I think I played Delver again, I don't remember what I played, but it is like straight up losing. It's like I was I would always bring the deck and then I would be, I would come up against the decks that are designed to beat my decks. You know, <laughs> paper, paper, rock, scissors environment, I choose paper and everybody plays scissors. Yeah. That's a bitch.
1: <laughs> Ouch. <sighs> Whatever.
0: Well but on the plus side, uh, my brother just quit. Uh, magic in general, he played it. He went, uh, he went for the big time. He played it in like two Grand Prix in real life and uh, he ended up going, you know, X2 and not making day two in either time, so. He just gave up on magic, which included his magic online collection. And so I got all that. So I have, uh, nice. got probably enough to run for the rest, run it daily every night for the rest of the year now. Cause his collection included, uh, four Sphinxes revelations, like four Jace Architect of Thoughts. Yes. Good Like, I don't know, 40, <laughs> 40, some odd shock lands. So. You yeah, kept I them or sold true. them? I haven't sold them yet. I like, I like holding <laughs> on to these, uh, Return to Ravnica cards because yeah. uh, listen to finance. They're supposed to spike like the beginning of early next year. Yeah. And I still have some ticket talk left over because you know I always have a little bit, a few tickets on hand.
1: And the other thing too is if you ever do get the Lark to play Modern, yeah, or I'm... something like that, you've already you've already got them. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Don't do what I did and build Living End. <laughs> uh, no, I'll,
0: I'll leave Modern to people who like playing Modern. I I like playing Popper. Yeah, I play Modern and
3: Popper. So, In draft. But, I fit, but I play modern on paper. I don't play it online; too expensive.
0: I say I'd rather play, you know, I'd rather play a hundred drafts than build a standard deck or a modern deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I yeah, <laughs> I'm
3: not
0: I'm gonna, gonna, gonna lie. lie. On
3: that one probably my modern deck is expensive. Probably the most expensive deck I own.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll <laughs> I'll go through and I'll draft away a hundred bucks before I'll worry about investing it into a deck yeah to a modern standard deck, I already have my popper decks i don't need i don't need anything else competitive
1: yeah, <laughs> fair enough I remember doing an m thirteen draft online and it was a it was a four three two two sorry Marshall and limited resources but I ended up drafting uh the Firebrand, and I think every the other seven people in that draft, every single one of them hit me up before that draft was over, asking me if I was selling that thing. <laughs> It's like this is this is the reason why I don't go why I don't play draft in paper because I'm tired of people bugging me for my card when I'm in the middle of a match. <laughs> now you're doing it to me online too. Wow. How did they what you
0: you only hit three people in that draft, right, Max?
1: Word word got around or something. <laughs> I, I swear it was like you know, maybe if it wasn't it was like five or six of them I want to say, but I did manage to play it every game. Wow. And
0: that's always awesome. So, yeah, I drafted yeah. um I drafted a Colonian Hydra.
1: Uh, a couple of days ago,
0: an M14, and that card is just insane. Like That's you hard. have, you have to deal with it. And I love, I love getting those big old bombs like that, and then nobody can answer it, and you're just like, it's such a great feeling when you can play your bomb every game.
1: Yeah, and yeah. Just it them. Is, it's so rare. It's so rare. Too. That wonderful feeling going,
2: and I'm just gonna lay this on the table. You got something for it? No, cute. Let's go to the next game.
0: <laughs> that was See, even I'm- worse too because somebody had a. Uh, Somebody had like a Doomblade for it on the spot, but I had waited because I had Ranger's Guile in my hand, so I gave my dude Hexproof in response to the Doomblade.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> the guy is... across the table going, well, that happened.
1: Good game. That's when you just hit the red X in the corner. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's a, there. a
3: the card coming in Theros, uh, that, that legendary hider they spoil. I think he might be good and limited. He's a 4-drop 5-5 five five if you ignore the monstrous ability.
1: Yeah,
0: I think all the monstrous dudes are going to be awesome and limited. Oh yeah, right? they're they're pretty cheap to begin with in uh, yeah. their body, and then as they're the game goes the longer, games. yeah, yeah <laughs> as the game goes longer, you can make them bigger.
3: <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of interesting. That, that's one thing I'm seeing with the monstrous ability, how it might be good and limited. So I'm looking forward to actually playing this in 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 pre-release and launch. So, yeah, um. Yes. Uh, what I've been playing is uh, I tried the Project X and failed miserably. Um, I mean, what? I tried the the children that what well, article? Uh, one of the articles that I, did, I didn't mention that article, but the the children article on um, um, MTGO strat. It it's a combo. It's a white combo deck. It was an MTGO strat. It was no. I, I, we had so many articles. I just kind of left it out. But it's, uh, it's a deck called Children. Um, where is I'll find it oh, here. Oh, yeah, Keep Watch? Yeah, Keep Watch of Children, that article. I actually tried that deck out, and everyone else seemed to have really good luck with it. But I had nothing but crappy luck with it and lost horribly. Basically, it's a deck that you just play the Immolation. You basically play the Immolating Soul Eater. And gain a crap load of life in the process. You play Immolation Soul Eater, and sack out all your life and right before you die you uh play a children of Corless and gain all your life back and just keep sacking it down. For however many children of Coreless you have. But the deck didn't work out for me. I got my face kick kicked in pretty hard with that deck too. Yeah,
1: so I actually wrong.
0: played I I played against uh JPH with the deck in uh It's pretty, like, if he can assemble the combo, it's pretty sweet. And even if he doesn't assemble the combo, it plays a lot like a basic weenie deck, right? Yeah. Green-white weenie deck, so.
3: Yeah, because you either go off with the combo or you put yourself up in life so much that they have to hit your life gain clerics and leave all the other creatures alone. And basically, you swing in with a whole bunch of creatures, and then you just go Guardian's Pledge and swing in with... Every with a bunch of three threes instead of little one ones. So, I mean that aspect of it was cool, and the the ones I did and the matches I could pull out a win with it was that's how I won. I couldn't win with the combo. So, but it it was interesting, and then of course I uh, I, I played. Uh, I decided after losing a bunch of times and like well you know what, I'm not feeling good because I've been getting kicked. In for the last five hours, I'm just gonna play some Delver Fiend and some Delver Blue, and beat face. And I pre- I, I I won every match with those, so I ended my night pretty happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. I just had to win some matches to go to bed happy. Otherwise, I was getting I was getting pretty t- ticked off. <laughs> so. Oh, so I was going uh, playing Delver and winning, and then after I got sick of playing Delver, I played Delver Fiend and just crushed people on turn four like every single game. Oh, Delver Fiend! I love that deck. It's like I, 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 it's like my favorite deck to play. Like I like playing Delver Blue, but Delver Fiend is a lot of fun to play. I love that deck. It's just so ex- I, lo- I love how explosive the deck is. It's just like, bam, big creature win. Turn 4,
0: or turn 3, oh well. So every time I go to play in the tournament practice room, I encounter that deck. I'm just like, God, really, i got to play against this deck again? Alright, well, I'm going to gonna bring out my freaking Delver deck then, because my Delver deck crushes that one.
1: <laughs> I remember a time not that long ago where every time you go into the tournament practice room, or every time you play the two-man, it's like, oh, look, Infect. It's
3: all the good old days. Wait. It's the new Infect deck. But no, it's, it's just a fun deck to play, and I, I I mean, I I everyone knows the deck I played because we talked about it a few episodes back, and yeah, I'll admit to the players, the people that looked at it, they'll play a lot of sub-optimal cards, but it works. And that's all <laughs> I care about.
0: <laughs>
3: so. Well, there you go. But yeah, I've been playing around with a few other cards in it just to try something new, but I keep going back to my old list because it just worked better for me. So.
1: Yeah, I know that Cancel's not as good as Counterspell, but given from the reprints, it's obvious that Wizards wants me to play Cancel. God. So so if Wizards wants me to play Cancel, I'm going to play Cancel, guys. God. Know it's suboptimal. God.
0: Gotta play Cancel. <laughs> but no.
1: Insert deck works
0: in for gear. me. So.
3: <laughs> I don't know, I guess I don't have anything to complain about. The deck works. It 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 works in two ways. It works for me because I can play it the right play it my way, and the second it usually it usually gets an f off from my opponent. So yeah, it works. Because <laughs> I, I I can't tell you how many times I've played that deck and had ran into the player that's a jerk, and they yeah. proceed to bug me and tell me to f off, and even after I'm done playing them and I've moved on to another game. I get a random comment from somebody.
2: You haven't screenshotted any of these rages? No. Come on, we have a section of the forums for this kind of stuff. (laughs) I know, I know, but it's like, I don't know. It's a job as a host and contributor to add to this.
3: (laughs) I guess when it happens, I guess when it happens, I'm not thinking of that. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I just close the window. (laughs) I just close the window and just whatever. I'm going to keep playing.
0: (laughs) You guys should should see some of my rages that I get when I play uh, Delver in daily events. Like you guys always have it. You always have all the counterspells. Hate you so oh. much. They should ban. Yeah, they yeah. should ban Delver.
2: Well, there you go, Chris. Since you're one of us now, you get to go ahead and add to that wall of hate too. It's a wonderful yeah, little definitely. place for you to laugh at all of the nerd rage in the world. It's <laughs> wonderful.
1: What was, what was the one that I posted when I was playing that? I was playing that um,
2: infinite combos uh, suck my hole.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That stupid golem
2: <laughs> the golem foundry deck.
1: <laughs> that Golem foundry deck. It was like it was so stupid. I it's I'm like, it's a five card combo. Everyone knows it's wild. We're just doing it for the fun of it. I mean, Will Lentz was like, this is crazy. Let's see if it works. And we're like, yeah, it's it's if it does work, it's gonna be insane. And so I made like six. Golem tokens, it took maybe 10 minutes online <laughs> and the dude goes, infinite combos can suck my hole and concedes. I'm like, I guess it worked. The beauty was <laughs> that it was Blue Red Post at the time. Yeah, it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, man, I think I actually might have some uh, recording of a video that I did where I was playing like temporal fissure between rounds, mono blue fissure and like some guy called me a homo for playing it.
1: Sir, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you
2: have some homework to do after this show. <laughs> Go ahead and dig up those old recordings and put them on the forums.
3: God, I want to see these. <laughs> <sighs> That's great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's basically what I've been doing other than playing EDH and all that. So, Took a whole bunch of my EDH decks apart, and now I only have three decks again because our play group is getting... Well, I should still, i should say there's two play groups. There's the Tuesday play group and the Saturday play group. Saturday playgroup. group. the Tuesday group. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a, that's an invite only, whatever. Um, the our Saturday play group it's it, it's getting out of hand and it's getting dirty and people are starting to get mad. So. We I almost had to, see
2: someone throw a chair last time I was there. That was
3: fun. So I had to. So now I have to had to go through and rebuild and fix some of my decks and make them more mean. Unfortunately,
0: so.
1: But it is what it is.
0: Cool kids playgroup, huh?
1: Yeah. It's always the Saturday night playgroups that are the the wild ones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you know <laughs> Elton John, but Saturday, 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 <laughs> Saturday, 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 Saturday is all right for fighting. <laughs> Lyrics to yeah. the hey, "Let's fight Talk About to win. Young." Let's talk about Young Wolf. Yes, uh,
3: we have a four-o deck with Young Wolf in it, which um, Young Wolf I, it was a card that disappeared for a while in the meta and it's back. Because someone 4 would with it and they're
0: using Young Wolf again. Uh, young Wolf has been a staple in Stompy forever. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Wandering Wolf that disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wasn't Wandering Wolf, my bad. Yep. Yeah. The other.
3: Sorry, my bad, basically. got it confused.
1: And I was actually going to knock this deck down another peg or two, because he's actually running two copies of Vault Scourge, which you're not supposed to do. Nope. Yeah.
0: Uh, You know, it sort of depends. Like, okay, so Stompy is, like, about 52 of the cards. 52 to 56 of the cards are, like, you have to include these. The last, you know, 4 to 10... Uh, or four to eight rather are sort of up for grabs. That's why you see a lot of variations in like people running River Boa and Garrick's Companions and <laughs> Safehold Elite, Silhana Ledgewalker. So, yeah, there's a lot of different. Silhana so Ledgewalker
2: was up for debate?
0: Yeah. I don't think I've it's...
2: ever seen Silhana Ledgewalker less than a four of in most decks.
0: Well, this one doesn't have it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Actually, huh. no. So, the problem with Silhana Ledgewalker right now is that it really sucks against Delver and, uh, Fissure. Yeah,
2: I suppose, because if you can't get anything to stick on it, it's just a 1-1 that's... Yep, it's invasive. a 1-1 they They're all flyers anyway, so yeah. Never mind, yeah, that River, makes a whole lot more yeah. sense now.
3: River is pretty... Classic I've been playing. Yeah, River yeah. is kind of a solid card against the metagame right now because everything's blue and its island walk, so what are they going to yeah. do?
0: <laughs> yeah, and one of the ways that uh, the uh Delver beats Stompy is get the Spire Golem down to block while the fairies and the Delver beat down in the air. So, Riverboa tries to get around that by having an unblockable dude against some Yeah. Then so
3: yeah. pump it out and hopefully win before they encounter everything.
2: Please don't counter this, please don't counter this. Yay, it's yeah. stuck. Please kill, please kill, please kill.
0: <laughs> yeah, plus, so. uh, Riverboa is actually really good against uh, Affinity too, because it can just block all of Affinity, Affinity's dudes until the end of time.
2: Yeah, Enforcer, yeah. smash. I'm uh, just going to have to wait here until the next turn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> sit back until you get that Gleeful Sabotage, then blow up their board and go, gotta skip on through to the other side.
3: <laughs> and what else do we have in the metagame? Oh yeah, that was done by Dromar, at Dromar X. That was the 4-0 deck we covered. And then we have a Mono Black deck in a daily. And this one, I actually know the person. Uh, it's James Belts. He's, he's a sneak attack kid. Um, he went three one with the mono black deck and this is the deck that he always plays. Um it's it's kind of a different list. It's it's a, it's it's interesting. You'll it find Sneak Attack Kid in the three one. He looks plays like pretty a, close
2: to the stock list, but he doesn't play the Kumbaj Witches. Yeah. And he does play the Dead Ways, which is interesting.
3: Yeah, it's it's a little different of a list, but he seems to do pretty good with it. I had a chance to talk to him about his mono black deck and he's he said most of the time he can pull off a win and grind, grind it out and win even against the Temporal Fissure decks.
2: Ooh, definitely have so. to say, though, the Red, and Claw, uh, the Red and Claw Troll, that seems like an interesting sideboard choice.
3: Yeah, that was interesting. I, I, I noticed that. I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty weird, different to
0: the deck. I mean, it's... I don't know what you bring... What do you bring that in against?
2: God, that's mind? true. Like, what do you need to worry about that sixth round? Like, Regenerate's the only thing I can think of, so River Bow is an other stuff, uh, but they're not going to block anyways. Because if they're bringing like yeah. minor river balls, they're going to be unblocked anyways. So, yeah. Jeez, affinity. So the only, yeah, no, uh, the only can thing I think affinity. of is
0: the only thing I think of is Stompy bringing a Stompy because yeah, they'll, uh, they'll pump their dudes and yeah, and this thing can it die and come back. Rather.
3: Yeah. Huh. What? It's an interesting deck. It's sideboard tech. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because there's, there's also two copies of Evan Carr's Justice.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: Huh. Cards all
1: that,
3: they're, 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 I, I laugh when I see that card because I know what the type of player Belts is and yeah I can see Belts just completely making somebody rage over that card he's that type it. of player
2: I think my favorite part of the card <laughs> is just the art itself where it's just Evan Carr going, and not a single fuck was given that day
3: <laughs> just
0: a yeah, pile of yeah. bodies
3: <laughs>
0: hey it's your last that's episode a- I have to Okay. got you again chris <laughs> <laughs>
3: <sighs> but yeah he uh
1: but yeah he's
3: this is he actually this is his favorite deck to play and like he's it's a really i thought it was a cool deck it's just really interesting um will i have a chance to come back for oh mono black mono black probably not for a while but it's but knowing that he that james ended up a three1 on this deck i'm pretty sure he ended up with three1 because it wasn't because he's a really good player. And I don't think it's because he, yeah, he he probably just ended up drawing bad or misplaying every once in a while. But he's a stand-up player. He's he's won the state title here in Minnesota twice.
0: Yeah, That's a even good... if uh, say so <laughs> even if he uh, can beat Fisher, the chances are pretty good that his one loss is from a Fisher deck.
3: Yeah. He just the fissure deck ended off going off before he could have a chance to bring anything to board. That it happens. Yeah. What
2: fissure does, unfortunately. Yeah. Fissure does what fissure does, kids.
3: Yeah. But um, it's a pretty interesting deck. I thought. I I, I kind of want to try it. Try and try this list just to see how it plays out.
2: Okay. Here's another random question though. Before we move on, just look at the deck below. Since one does, Delver Blue play Bone Splitter.
0: Uh, every once in a while it shows up. I don't know so Bone Splitter is supposed to be a, um, like a attack for like a mirror attack, right? So one of the pro- big problems with like Delver mirrors is you get, both sides get a Spire Golem down and neither can attack.
2: Oh, so I suppose <laughs> One Spire Golem can beat up the other Spire Golem finally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense, I guess.
0: Or so your Delver, your flip Delver can bash through a Spire Golem or whatever.
3: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. But why wouldn't you just throw it in the sideboard then instead of mainboarding it?
2: Because the meta game is all devil eh, snoring, and freaking uh yeah post and, anyway. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, got it a can, chance. It can also be useful against posts, so you can like equip your cloud of fairies with a bone splitter, and all of a sudden it actually becomes a legitimate <laughs> threat. Yeah, against posts.
3: Another another thing here is the coral net is in the sideboard. I actually picked some of these up and tried them out. Oh my mm-hmm. god, they're so much fun. Well, that
1: card. You know, you know, to talk about Cloud of Fairies and Bone Splitter really quick. You play a Cloud of Fairies, you untap two mana. You can play a Bone Splitter and equip it to it. Right then, and there. Yeah, that is true. So that's that's pretty formidable right there, right off the bat. If you if you get it right, turn yeah. two, three, one. I, fire. I don't. I don't believe in it, like
0: because the Bone Splitter is not a threat by itself, and one of the big problems is like with Delvers. If they deal with all your threats, then you know you just you still lose, even if you have a Bone Splitter yeah. on the board. And, and, Delver's, and Delver's pretty threat-light.
2: It's a consolation prize, even if you lose. Well, at right. least I played my Bone Splitter. <laughs> and
3: yeah. besides that, when you're playing Delver, you usually don't want to tap out either. You you want to keep that land open yep. so you can watch everything. Unless you got a daze. If you're sitting with a daze in your hand, you can safely do that because it's still early in the game. Usually at that point, and they're going to tap out to play anything usually. But yeah. still, when I'm playing Delver Blue, I don't like leaving that to risk. I will, unless I need to play something, I will pretty much sit with open land and just watch my opponent very, very carefully just yep. to stop stuff. So. All right. That's the type of player that's, I why am. The,
1: that's why the aggro player, me, doesn't play Delver. <laughs> Sweet two mana, what else can I play that's a threat? <laughs> <laughs>
3: A lot of sitting and waiting. (sighs) It's a lot of sitting and waiting and poking where you need to to win. Yeah. So. So,
1: You guys want to talk Heroes of the Web?
3: Go for it.
1: All right. Heroes of the Web is the segment of our show where we take a look at the more interesting characters that inhabit the Internet. It doesn't have to be Magic the Gathering related, but we try and keep it that way. And this one is actually one that Nate pulled.
3: Yeah, I had a hard time finding this, by the way, because there's a lot of them.
1: It's you have to find that right mix of cringe-worthy yet they they're so passionate about what they're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is called worst excuses for losing a game of Magic. So as we all know, people make plenty of excuses for losing Magic games, which can range from somewhat understandable, I didn't draw land in five straight turns, to completely ridiculous, the cockatrice shuffler is so bad. Um <laughs> wow. <laughs> I <laughs> I ask you all to vote on the one that you think is the worst out of all. I'm not going to post an official poll with this thread because I want to be able to add new ones that people suggest along the way. So I'll just update this post with a running tally of the top five. So please post whatever you think is the worst excuse for losing a Magic game. Some ones I've commonly heard. I got mana screwed flooded. I had a terrible hand. You had the god hand. You only won because your deck has more expensive cards than mine. I love that one. <laughs> you wouldn't have won if you didn't top deck blank. Blank is so broken, it should be banned. Sorry, my deck can only beat fair decks. <laughs> this is such a bad matchup for me. I can't believe you didn't beat me more easily. Nice net deck. Oh, um, my Nice favorite. jank homebrew deck. Yeah, nice jank homebrew deck. Too bad you'll never have any real success with it. Anyway, looking forward to hearing more people's responses. <laughs>
3: I like the last one. I've had that happen to me before. Back when I
1: made my that flash that flashback deck for. See, we've talked we've talked about this before, but I'm I tend to engage people when they say stuff to me because the first thing when that guy says "nice jank homebrew deck," too bad you'll never have any real success with it. See, my first thought would be to just type back. Actually, I just beat you. That's a success.
0: That gives him too much credit, though.
1: It is true, but it probably just makes him more angry. <laughs> yeah, it probably does. It's like that guy that said that, you know, called you a homo for playing that deck. I'd be like, how'd you know? What are you doing later tonight?
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I'd have thought about it. I think the guy, like, quit and, you know, save eggs did before. <laughs> right oh, now. that's
1: why you add him as a buddy. Nah, I'm not going to do that. That's way, that's way too much <laughs> <heavy>. <laughs> Yeah. You know, i uh, so, you add them as a buddy, and then when they're offline, you leave a message saying, man, that really sucks that you got disconnected there. Yeah. <laughs> Just when stuff <laughs> was starting to get interesting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So
0: my favorite out of this one is Blank is So Broken It Should Be Banned. I hear that when I'm playing Popper all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. You should, they should ban Cloud of Fairies and Spellstarter Sprite and Delver of Secrets and Spire Golem and Ninja of the Deep Hours and Counterspell.
1: It's just ban blue.
0: Yeah, this is
1: what it comes down to—is what they're saying. I think the favorite—the favorite one for me—is when people say, "You know, nice top deck." You know, it's like, "No, nah, I was holding that counterspell all game, <laughs> or I was holding that card all game. I just outplayed you." Sorry. <laughs> Some
0: of the top decks are really debilitating, though. I'll tell you about why I went to uh, why I started playing Popper. No, go ahead. So I used to play uh, standard. Right, I got back into Magic, my brother got me back into Standard. Different story there, too. But uh I ended up going uh, 3-1 at a Standard night, playing basically an intro deck my brother put together for me. As I was, I was on vacation down to his house, and he's like, hey, you should play Magic. I'm like, sweet. I remember playing Magic back when I was like 12 years old. Let's go do this. So he gave me a starter deck. I didn't know what Planeswalkers even were, and I went 3-1 at that Friday Night Magic. <laughs> so... <laughs> So anyway, I got back into uh, playing Popper, or got back into playing Standard, and I built a mono-red deck. And what always happened to me was, uh, you know, I'd have him on the back foot. I'd, you know, I'd just played a Hellrider or something, and I just tacked him down to like three life, and they, uh, they top decked a Huntmaster of the Fells. I'm like, alright, that's cool, I can, I'll lose a creature or two, but I still got him dead next turn. So after I do that, then he top decks a Restoration Angel. I'm like, ugh. Oh. <sighs> You gotta be kidding me. Okay, well you know what? I, as long as I can kill the Restoration Angel, I'll be fine. I can kill him again the next turn, and then he top decks a Tusk. and I'm like, ugh, you gotta be freaking kidding me. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> so I got really tired of people like top decking themselves for three or four straight turns when I had them dead, because these you know these mythic rares would just like, ugh, you top it again. You did it again. It's like you have 27 decks. All I need to do is draw a blank for once in ten turns. If <laughs> you drop, like, once in ten turns, I win the game. But, no. That's, uh, so, that's it's why I started playing tendency. Popper. I was like, I'm tired yeah. of these top decks.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it was similar with when when I left, was, left Standard, which was the Cobblade, you know, Jason Mind Sculptor time. And it was just one of those things where it was like, that's all anyone plays. And the only way to beat it is to play it yourself. And if I were to spend that much money on a Magic deck, I'd be getting into Legacy.
3: Yeah.
1: So,
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I, know, I guess I just For a while I got into standard But then when it started getting expensive I was like I'm not done I'm not doing this yeah.
1: This guy says his favorite quote was Someone said if you hadn't bolted my creature Slash mana leafed my <laughs> artifact I'd have won No kidding why do you think I bolted or mana leafed your <laughs> creature
0: Yeah <laughs> this is funny I actually applaud people when they make really good plays like that against me. I'm like, man, I was really hoping you would just bomb there and just not do what you were supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> you got it.
1: <laughs> oh, he plays with broken cards. A kid's response to my rocks more war monk. <laughs> my freaking bant uncommon life link rhinoceros. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <clears throat> comments, emails, and feedback. So this one call it, comes to us from Jay Bussinger, and it says, Love the show. I have listened from episode one. I want you to know that you were the show my wife and I used to template for ours, which was Fatal Flaw, even though it's been a while since we've been able to record. I was wondering if you could help me out with mono Black control from MTGO to paper. Interesting story. According to... um." This is a, this isn't aside. I was reading on Twitter one day. Apparently, uh, Wizards of the Coast they call it Mitgo. What is what they what they say around the office? They don't say MTGO. They call it Mitgo
0: instead of like Moto.
1: Yeah, they call it Mitgo. What? Nobody calls it Mitgo. Where's the eye? calls it Mitgo. So like, did I say this on the show? Is like, so that's gonna be my new thing. Is when everyone says someone calls it MTGO, I'm gonna be like, actually, nah, it's pronounced Mitgo. Can you need just be that guy. You and it. again, nerds around the world voice.
2: rage saying that her wizards doesn't know what they're doing with their own game, even the game name. Yeah,
1: there you go. Once again, MTG Salvation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm putting one together and I'm at a loss for ideas. I know I want to play the heavy hand disruption like Duress and him, but the creature base is where I'm running into a problem. Is the rat's base better? Thanks for the help. Jay Bussinger. So. Making the transition from online to paper. The first thing you want to keep in mind, um, is that there isn't, there isn't like a unified paper metagame across the world like there is for, you know, like the standard format or whatever, where a lot of what you see online is what you would see in paper. With Popper, because there's cards that just don't exist online that do exist on paper, and because you're dealing with more localized metagames, it's kind of really, you know, I don't know if Stompy would be as effective against Metagame A versus metagame B because I don't know what their metagames are. It's not like a worldwide metagame.
2: The other problem too is with a lot of popper uh or paper popper places. I know our store doesn't do it, but there are those out there who run their own ban list too. Yeah. yeah. So you have to still contend with Storm and all these other things too.
1: And odds are good if they run their own ban list, Him to Turok's probably gonna be on it. Surprisingly,
2: <laughs> I haven't seen Him to Turok on a single ban nope. list from all the ones I've seen.
3: That lot of card wins on its. So it's a win con all, all of its own.
2: If so, the main reason why they do is
3: because they keep it in because
2: it stops most of the combo decks. <laughs>
1: having said that, having said that when I went back East two years ago, um, I sleeved up paper, my own black rats, not knowing what the metagame was only having played that deck exclusively online because it was the deck I was most familiar with. And so I knew at least I knew what I would be doing with my own deck, regardless of what the metagame threw at me. Um, and so when you ask, is the Rats base better, um, in my experience, yes, it was. And I actually pulled my deck apart to take a look at what it was that I ran. In um, <clears throat> my deck that I ran when I played two years ago, um, obviously I don't have a paper metagame here, so I didn't really, a, a classic one at least, so I haven't had a chance to update my deck since then. But So it might be a little bit old with some of the new tech that's going around. But basically, what I ran to pretty good effect was uh, 22 Swamp, 3 Duress, 4 him to Torak, because you gotta, 4 Sign and Blood, 2 Tendrils of Corruption, 4 Corrupt, 3 Guess Verdict, and 2 Snuff Out. And then the creature base was straight up rats. It was 3 Ravenous Rats, 3 Liliana Spectre, 4 Phyrexian Rager, 3 Chittering Rats, and 3 Crypt Rats. And it had it worked pretty well. I mean, I lost the stuff that you don't expect. I mean, I lost to a, a red deck that played Goblin Grenade. I lost handily to a deck that played Goblin Grenade. <laughs> but I'd had no experience playing Goblin Grenade because it wasn't common online. But it did work pretty well against most of the other stuff I faced. And you know, I think I think you're just, you kind of answered your own question. You want to go heavy hand disruption you know you can use him to Turok, you almost kind of have to go the Rats package, in my opinion, yeah. just to get the most bang for your buck with that type of stuff. Because even, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to do the him-him, you know, turn where I got to play two of them in one turn.
2: Oh, so even, evil. Oh.
1: Yeah, even without even without that, going him-Ravenous Rats is still three cards. Just
2: him-turn two breaks most decks. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then if you could do it again, turn three, or you can play a, a Him and then a Duress, you know, or anything of that nature. Um, just having that Rats package that's full of discard on it, it's, that's designed to be discard optimal anyway, it's just going to wreck people's decks. Yeah.
3: I think with the my deck, because I, I, I still have my Paper Mono Black Rats deck together, the best I've ever done with my deck is first turn Duress, second turn... It was a game two because I don't have duresses in my side, in my main board, but it was like game two I went first turn duress, second turn hem to turk, third turn hem to Turok. And literally my opponent was just like, okay, let's start a new game.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it was just like, what are you going to do? You're getting hem to Turok twice duress on top of that because yeah, it was a control deck, and I took out the one counterspell he had. Yep. And then I just duressed him twice, and I was like, hmm. He's like, yep, yeah, let's we'll start a new game. You got it. <laughs> 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 he just left him with nothing to do.
0: So... Yeah, so Him to Trog is insanely powerful card. the reason it's uh, printed at higher rarities online. But uh, there are different options you can do for mono black control that are not rats. I shared a link with you guys that's. Uh, a guy playing Popper right now name is named Singer. Singer from Singer, and uh, he's not running <laughs> any rats in his decks in his deck right now. And he's he's tearing up the dailies. I know he's one of the highest placing people in August. So there's a there's an option for not playing any rats. Well, I guess he's playing Chittering Rats. So
2: well, Chittering Rats is too yeah, good to pass up. Ooh, yeah, Razor looks weird, but it makes sense.
0: Yeah, so he's running the Ghoul, Razor Nameless Inversion Package.
2: So you either get your new ghoul raiser back or you get your removal back. That's nice.
0: Yep. And I played against this guy on a daily and it's just, his deck has so much inevitability that it's almost hard to beat. It's like I can counterspell a million ghoul raisers, but if he lands one of them, then he gets the other three back.
2: It starts the chain all over again.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: And this is, uh, I'll post a link to this in the show notes. This is definitely updated. I mean, ghoul razors from Innistrad, um, there's tragic slip from Dark Ascension, so there's a lot more recent stuff in here, yeah. and it, it is definitely a different take on it. So, so I'll post this one up too, so there's another option for you as well. Unearthed, oh my
3: god, that's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: yeah, feels like the unearthed. <laughs> oh. The oh, that's fun. It's it's evil. <laughs> it's downright evil.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, that's what Mono Black is for: is to be downright evil. Yeah so guys I think that's the end of the show it.
2: you ready to give us our yeah. final sign off
1: I am but first of all we got popper to the people at gmail.com facebook.com slash popper to the people popper to the people.proboards.com you can find us on mtgo I'm gray cat records Nate is n yukon and Peter is midnight 03 and Chris what are you I am
0: C Weber.
1: excellent also twitter I am at Plummer. Nate is at Nathan Youngkin yep
0: and I yep. am at Seaweaver eight five one eight.
1: Excellent. Finally another host with Twitter. Yeah. Peter. Hey. <laughs> yeah. A man's yeah. gotta
2: draw the line somewhere.
1: Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so final goodbyes. Um there first of all, I've said it countless times before, but you know, I'm I'm not going away. My my role with the with the popular to the people organization, as it were. <laughs> is is just changing slightly. Um, having said that, I've been really touched and 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 just moved by kind of the outpouring of people who are saying they're sad to see me go, but that they understand. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate all of the just emails and comments and and support. And just all the contributions that everyone who's listened to this show has done for the community at large, not just us, but you know, everyone on the forums, on the Facebook page, things like that. Um So yeah, it's just it's the amount of support we've had for the show has been overwhelming. And and I'm grateful to see that it's going to continue. And I'm excited for what the future holds. I hope everyone else is as well. And like I said, um, you know, the show's emails, I'll still be answering emails, I'll still be you know, designing logos and and stuff as sees fit. I'll still be handling the marketing, all that good stuff. So I I will still be around. You just won't be hearing my, my voice every week. So, but with that in mind until next week, when you won't be hearing from me, this is Chris.
2: Nate bailed on us. So this is Peter.
0: (laughs) And this is Chris (laughs) (laughs) 2.0.
1: And this is Popper to the people. Here it falls on you to finish it. Papa to the people. Mm. I thought that was pretty funny, that the comment you left on Justin's article, too. Where it's like, oh yeah, that's a nice quote from Chris. You know he quit, right? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <So, laughs> what article was that one?
0: <laughs> that um introduction, to yeah, the introduction of Papa to Papa. Because he was like, Uh, You know, Justin was like, "This is the voice of Popper, right?" It was like, "This is the most common voice here in Popper." Like, yeah, he quit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Those show notes—they're organized, they're pretty. Chris did it better. Whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't want to brag, but I kind (laughs) of (laughs) did.